There's no way I'm paying $400 for a $130 mic. God forbid. God forbid. Like good ways to intro this. How do we introduce ourselves? Do we say our name? I mean, I mean, <laughs> obviously there are names, but do you want to? Uh, some like for example, I know some people who go like have their what's it called like their monikers or oh, their stage names. Their stage names. I always go by my middle name because only people who know me personally know my yeah. middle name. Yeah. Most times I use my first name for things, so that makes sense. That my Instagram page is private, so... Yeah, that too. <laughs> you won't find me. You won't find me. Get used to the sound of my voice. I know. Um, Love me, I'm the annoying one. Hi. <laughs> no. Introduce yourself. Let the people know who you are and how you got here. Oh, how I got here? Not to this... Not to... Not here. I was here. like, that sounds like a question I would have been asking boarding schools. Like, oh, how'd you get here? On a boat? <laughs> No, but like, why are you, why are you sitting in front of this mic speaking right now? That's an existential question. Damn. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm D. Um, she, her, hers. For anyone who's wondering, I'm a Pisces, but I'm a fake Pisces. So, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, how did I get here? Went to school in this area. We've been, you and I have been friends for forever and yeah. we just kind of wanted to be able to have a platform to talk about some of the things that frustrate us slash just interesting things that have come up living as a Nigerian in this space. I think we just wanted a a way to be able to express those frustrations healthily instead of, you know, yelling at all our white friends for being unwoke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There was a, I got tired. There was a period where, not that I ever really kind of get tired of yelling at people who do bad things (laughs) but it just got really draining and there wasn't any there wasn't much action moving forward yes there was going to the protest and making sure that you're you're talking about um, nsars right yeah with nsars with just even like the past election i didn't feel like i was being active enough um but i also I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not an activist. I'm not really gonna be out here like shoot me. Don't shoot me. Don't do it. <laughs> Nobody has to shoot you. Nobody don't, has to shoot you now. If if there are people like who wants to be in the front line? But I and that, that's right. the thing though. I think that's what really made the NSARS protests stand out the way that they did. Is that like Nigerians are scared for their lives. Like not to be like, oh, you know, stereotype or whatever, but like we genuinely don't just like to just die for any random cause. We don't like yeah. to like put ourselves in situations of danger. Like I still remember when I was younger, we were that we were at um I think it was the Palms in Lekki. Yeah. And there was a there were androbas that showed up with guns and everything. And the security that was there, they had guns and everything. They and got they in their car and under. they left. Okay, that's how Nigerians are. We don't die for anybody. So I think what stood out about the protest was it wasn't that people were like, yeah, I want to die for this. That wasn't it. It was that they just didn't care. They weren't worried about the repercussions because they knew that if the police retaliated, that was just proving the point further. You know, it was a, it, it was like, okay, you want to try and like mess with us. You want to try and fuck with us? Sure. 
okay, but you're only proving our point further is that this is exactly the problem we've been dealing with for as yeah. long as we have. And if we're gonna, if, I, if I'm gonna go out, if you're already going to come and kill me, I'm going out swinging. <laughs> I am pulling every, I am ripping the cord out. I am grabbing as many hairs, shirts, trousers, everything. If yeah. I'm falling, everything is falling with me. And I think that um, part of using this podcast for me, there were a lot of reasons why. I mean, oh God, didn't even introduce myself. Yeah, girl. Um, I'm Esther. Interesting things about me. Um, they're few and far between. Oh, stop but it. The why am I here today? I just I like to I like to talk shit. I think that I'm noticing more and more how much I enjoy just being able to critically think through things outside of just the, the regular work that we do. I'm an engineer. So it's nice to get to express myself artistically in this way. I've always loved music and just the arts in general. It's fun to get to explore this new medium. I felt like there was not a manual on how to be a good person. Um, I, I learned how I learned that AX squared plus BX plus C, you know, um, I learned, Oh my God. I learned how to integrate and differentiate uh, function, but when it came down to, and okay, let me not, let me not completely shit on my school system. We like, we're Christians we use the Bible in order to direct how we live our lives. Yeah. There's not, we're not going to through this completely blind. We thank God for that. We thank God. <laughs> but even then we mess up, we yeah. make bad decisions and the risks are that much higher with people mm -hmm. with a job. There is so much more room like for failure. And I'm glad as a, someone who's just coming out of school and entering the workforce that we are being given a longer period of time to develop and to figure out what we actually want to do with our lives. Yeah. I just think that the transition hasn't been made over to everything else mm -hmm. when it comes to how we treat people, interpersonal relationships, and just being in community. We haven't fully explored what it's like to actually properly care and love for the people who you say are close to you as well as yeah. just figuring out who those people are and of course i'm here for fun i'm here to have fun i'm yeah. here to have a good time not every episode is going to be like crazy happy times i'm hoping to be introspective i'm hoping to be challenged mm. you want to be vulnerable project. we have to be ra radically honest because you're not really going to learn much else about me outside of these experiences yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it's, there is going to be that sense of vulnerability, but I'm hoping from all of this that it's still going to be fun. I'm, 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 I'm cheeky. I'm not funny. I will, I will preface that. Yeah, you are. You don't find yourself funny, but the rest of us do. I don't do, find so. myself funny. <laughs> I think that I am, I am more blunt than my peer group and yes. it's yes. often received well and sometimes it's not, but yeah, I'm here for the jokes. I'm here to have fun. I'm here for an opportunity to be able to critically become, critically think and become a better person through it. Um, and it's it's fun to get to do this with a friend. It's fun to... Oh my gosh, I'm your friend? No. <laughs> no, I just let Shane come, come up in here. Oh God, y'all can't see, but she's really giving me like deep side eye right now. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, it, it's it, it makes it that much more enjoyable. I think that it's a it's very easy to to talk the big talk, and I do it too. Let me not let me keep this centered on me and my messiness. Um, God, I do it too. <laughs> Our it's, collective messiness. Yeah. Our collective messiness. Don't just you know you don't have to bear the burden. It's okay. <laughs> I think it's e- it's easy to to say that you want to do all these things and have these great values, but the minute that they're tested, we fail. Hopefully through this, there's a level, there's, there's obviously the character growth, but there is a balance between consistency and growth. I'm hoping that the things that I do call my values stay that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and that it's not just my values when it's convenient. And if it is, well then y'all hear it and hopefully, (laughs) hopefully, um, call me out on it. I mean, but that's the thing about, you know, life. I mean, we talked about we're Christians, we, we, we read the Bible and everything. The entire Bible itself is like, it's a documentation of people fucking up and us learning oh, yeah. from their fuck-ups, right? So it's like the whole point of this, of life in general, not to get super existential and like, you know, all of that, is really just growth, growth and learning. And I think it, as long as it's coming from a, it's, as long as it's coming from a, a, a space that is open to hearing other opinions and being challenged and also being open to other questions as well as questioning the world. You know, you have to also be receptive to people's questions of us, then it's fine. I think the tricky part with where we live right now and like the, just the time that we live in right now is that everything is so polarized. And so everything is so black Mm. and white, everything's so left and right. It's hard for people to just sit down and have conversations about things without feeling like they have to fit into a certain box you know like exactly um and so yeah this is kind of just a space for us to question some of those question some of those polarized polarizing opinions and you know play along the like it's play somewhere in between the lines oh yeah from time to time you know and it's it it makes sense i think that there were lucky enough um especially within the podcasting space where there are a lot of people older um, mm-hmm. who have done this successfully. Yeah. Um, and it's great to be able to like, I'm a huge podcast listener and, um, over the course of how we structure these episodes, um, I'm hoping to like highlight some that I really love and that I would encourage you guys to also mm-hmm. listen to. But I'm, I know that it's less rare for people of our age. Um, we're in our early twenties, um, to oh, excuse you. I'm in my mid twenties. Okay. <laughs> doing that today that's fine that's i no no no, don't worry okay i'm sorry i'm sorry you're in your mid-20s go Mm -hmm. off let's on them let the people know oh god it's only because i don't look like it i have to you know i have to it's only because i don't look like it that i have to okay all these bitches is my sons oh god (laughs) but you were saying (laughs) We're in, we're yeah we're in our we're in our early and mid twenties, <laughs> and I think that this is a it's so strange that for such a pivotal moment in our lives, not to say that everyone our age goes to college, but this transition of being in the educational system mm-hmm. to living life when you make this transition and you're moving out of school. How do you do it? Like, not from a financial aspect, because there's so many great books on that, but how do you be a good person? How do you be someone that other people want to be around? And I say this not to be a people pleaser, but 
being very cognizant of the fact that living life outside of school is doing life with other people. Not to say that nobody is doing it. I'm sure that if I just did a little bit more research, that's another thing on this. I'm going to be doing research, hopefully a little bit more, but um, not so much. I want to keep this more. I want to keep this introspective. I'm not trying to hit you with the stats unless they're absolutely necessary. Not a lot of people are talking about what happens when you get out of college. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed that when we talk with like our older siblings or with our peers, there was this common sense of I got out of school and like whether I had a job or not, or I had like a plan moving forward. It was it was really tough to figure out not the the career part or the financial part, even though that's a, yeah. a part of it. It was, how do I make friends? Yeah. How, how do I be a part of my community? Mm-hmm. How do I not just sit up in my house all day? And especially because we kind we of graduated hit that, into the pandemic. We graduated <laughs> into the pandemic. So that's so, a whole other kind of beans. I know like one, one day, like 50 years from now, I'm going to be telling my grandkids, oh, Back in the 20s. <laughs> Back in the 20s when the pandemic, you ain't know nothing about COVID. <laughs> like, I'm young God. forever, yo. I'm, <laughs> I hope to never I use know. the phrase back in my day. I know that I will. You but will. I'm, you already I'm gonna do. Hold, you I'm going to hold off for as long as I possibly can. It's too late. You already do. Young at heart. Mm, sure. And yeah, and just embracing the fact that your 20s are the ghetto. They're absolutely raggedy. Let's just acknowledge that. Yeah. They're fun and it's like, oh yeah, but you can go to these parties and you can go to Tulum. And yeah, but um, that's if somebody else is paying for it. I think, I think your 20s are, your, your early to mid 20s um, <laughs> are one constant ever living Instagram story where you're putting out to the world that everything looks great but they're not seeing that you behind the camera are sweating and you smell bad. You haven't been to the, you really need to pee and like your raggedy. life is a mess, you know, like it's, it, it's, you're presenting one aspect to the world because everybody else looks like they're surviving. Everybody looks like they're doing mm-hmm. really well. Everyone's like, <laughs> looks like out to okay. parties. Everyone looks, their hair looks good. Their skin looks good. They're out to, like drinking every night and you look back at yourself and you're like, why am I not having as much fun as these people? They're not having fun either. And the scary None of part us are having fun. Is that even if we're in a place where we know that. Like I go on Instagram, I go like I go on these social media platforms knowing that it's fake. Yeah. I know it's fake, but I'm still somehow being caught in the crossfire. I'm still finding myself like, ah damn, like I wish I could. Why am I not? And it's, it's just, it's a strange time because you're just, I, I mean, let me not speak for everyone, but I'm hella insecure about just mm-hmm. where, who I am, how I fit into this life. What's my calling? Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Who are my friends? Where am I supposed to live? Do I want to live in the United States? Do I want to move? This There's so many questions. So sad. It's just... <laughs> Although it's funny that, I mean, bringing up Instagram, I was having this conversation with my boyfriend the other day and like, it's, it's hard because since everyone is primed to, and any social media platform, everyone is kind of primed to put their best foot forward and the rest of us look at it as, why can't I have that? If we change our mentality of, oh, good for them, wouldn't that just change how we view life? Nah. No? Nah. You don't think that it would help? Because I can still 
Or, I mean, I don't know. You know, because it's this like... Is, this might just be me being, like, a bitter person. But I can be happy for my friends and still be sad for me. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> I can mind. I can see you get a great job and be like, I'm absolutely proud of you. But if I don't have a job, I'll be like, damn. <laughs> Look at me. Just unemployed. Oh, my God. Just useless. Just out here being a waste of space. But I'm still happy for my friend. And not to say, like, and still just being able to hold space for both. Yeah. Um, not saying that I'm any less happy for my friend because I'm sad for me. But mm-hmm. I think that when I look at social media and I'm figuring out how to navigate my 20s, I find myself experienced, like, yeah, caught in the gray of... Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know how to deal with all of the feelings I'm feeling mm-hmm. and I'm expected to do this all and, um, find somebody to marry and have kids. Well, Jesus. a little bit less so now, but this is, these are all things that you're like considering, especially because I mean, no shade. I know that's something I want. I don't want it now, but I want it eventually. Yeah. And but don't forget you're, you're also Nigerian. So your time is here. You're, you're free. Is even as extra. my, as my grandmother told me what, yeah. at the ripe, at the ripe age of 16, she said, ah, your fruit is ripe. Your it is ripe. your time. So, <laughs> and as I an mean, as a mid as an early to mid twenty year old Nigerian, you're supposed to be looking for a husband. Of course, it's your calling. I mean, that's that's <laughs> the that was the first thing. Like I remember distinctly having that conversation, or or just let me not even. It's not a conversation. It's more like um an instruction by the by my extended family and then probably seeping into regular family as well of just will you finish school now be looking the next thing you need to say is a husband which is wild because they don't want you dating while you're in school they don't want you dating in school they want you to be absolutely focused and graduate summa cum laude and then within the next year find a boyfriend and be married but it's interesting because i think our grandparents generation is more like hip to it than our parents generation our parents generation is like you're done with college now you're supposed to bring husband whereas like our grandparents generation they're like when you're like 18 or 19 because they all got married young they're like aren't you looking for a husband meanwhile you're like "Mm, no my parents wanted me to look at school you know i'm supposed to be looking at my studies blah 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 your grandparents are like where my grandbabies at you have to start early so like at least they're a bit more like adept to the fact that like they they understand more the fact that like husband is not going to just appear once it's you graduate not. you know it takes time yeah life is a is is I'm I'm doing this for the rest of my life I'm figuring out the kind of person who I want to be and trying to shape that in a certain way for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and part of this podcast is to just wouldn't it be helpful to see us mess up to hear us mess up so that you don't have to oh, wouldn't it God. be nice to just have that that initial like buffer of ah. I remember when Esther did this. But I don't want to... It wanna, wasn't the move. I don't want to be a scapegoat. What do you mean? You better not use me as your <laughs> That's excuse my point. to do rubbish. <laughs> don't use me as your excuse to do rubbish. Learn from me. Learn from my mistakes. See what I'm doing and avoid it if it's bad. Mm. I don't, context clues, yo. Like, I... <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm not Michelle Obama. I'm not giving you, like, the... Uh, yet. I'm not Michelle Obama. Oh my God. Yet. Okay. Okay. You got to speak it into existence. Hmm. I don't see this as some, this is how you're supposed to be doing your life guide. But as someone who is going through the early stages of their career and post college grad life, 
this is how we did our lives based on circumstances. And there'll be jokes, there'll be um, introspective moments, and there'll be moments where you're like, hmm, uh, I'm glad that you said you did that so that I <laughs> know that's not the move, that's not the wave, that's not the vibe, uh, that's not, the energies aren't, what are they, they're not colliding. Oh all, of the, all of the manifestation words. Mm. I have no additional thoughts. I think you just summarized what I was thinking. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for fielding that. Um, thanks for carrying the burden. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Since this is a little bit more of like an intro get to know you episode, what are you trying to talk about on here? I mean, we brainstormed about this a bit. I mean, do we dive in? <laughs> I mean, I, I, the highlights. What are some okay. of the, the things you're excited to navigate through? Doesn't need to be everything, but at least like you know, top three. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really stuck right now. I know we talked about a lot of things that we wanted to discuss, but I can't, I'm having a hard time picking a top three. No, what about you? Pick something. Definitely just what it means to be a lady mm. or a woman. Well, mm. not a woman, a lady. Let me say a lady. Yeah. Because I find myself going back and forth between knowing that I'm not ladylike in so many ways and then i'll be met with the situation and being like but i'm a motherfucking lady bro treat me like a fucking lady and yeah that, that is the most yes that too so then also on the flip side of that why i haven't found my husband i don't know oh god <laughs> oh don't god. you want to be married to this oh god. isn't she doesn't we'll, this we'll, sound we'll like someone who's that. kind and compassionate we're, we're gonna address that um on the flip side of that i just thought of another one we were talking we brainstormed was masculinity oh god yeah and how that how that how that versus females yeah yeah from from our not just from our perspective but what we hope masculinity should be defined you know based on like our the role models in our lives whether it's like fathers uncles brothers cousins um so that's just like friends you know and like what that looks like as from the perspective of a black woman looking at black men specifically but also just you know all men all men just every single man. <laughs> and I, I want to even just like take that further. And yeah, I want to talk about masculinity pl in playing, um, playing with our femininity. Mm -hmm. I think so, like, especially now, you kind of have to have all the feminine traits mm -hmm. if you're a woman um, or all the masculine traits if you're a guy. And there's not really the intermingling between the two for yeah. a person, even if you do identify as like one gender in particular. Mm -hmm. And... People who, of course, who are gender fluid are living the best example of yeah. this, where they're able to understand that like masculinity and femininity are not tied to like your gender yeah. as much as it is an expression. Mm -hmm. And noticing within myself, but also just my friend groups, how like what we pick and choose based on the kinds of people who we're trying to be. And knowing that given our circumstances of just how we the career paths we've chosen, our family dynamic, what traits we pick up that might be more inherently tied to masculinity or to femininity. Right. And yeah, and just finding a healthy balance for us between the two. Because mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, especially for black women, we are so, we are so afraid of masculinity because it's often used um, to tear us down. Mm -hmm. Oh, you look like a man. Oh, you're so bulky like a man. Or you're like acting really rude or dismissive as a man. Mm. But if you're a woman who works in corporate America, or if you're a mom, like, 
you can't be, oh my goodness, I understand. Sometimes the hammer needs to come down. Sometimes, yeah. like, I need to lose my temper. Sometimes I need to be discerning. Sometimes I need to be more um, efficient than effective. Yeah. Plus, and, also, just culturally speaking, like, how that's different from, you know, white slash American culture versus, like, Nigerian culture. You know, there, I feel like even as a, now we're jumping into the topic, but like, even as a Nigerian, like mother or Mm -hmm. like a Nigerian woman, there are, there's crossing, you know, there are masculine aspects that come out when you're disciplining your child or like you're in the market or some shit, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But I digress. (laughs) Yeah. I think another one I'm really, I'm just really, I'm excited at exploring what do we value? I'm a big person who believes that your values aren't values until they're tested. Say all that you like. Say yeah. that you are kind, say that you are compassionate, but when you're faced, when you're in a situation where you, you have the opportunity to not be, and you don't choose kindness, then you can't say that that's one of your values, fam. Yeah. You can't. And I'm hoping to kind of explore what it means to, to choose and to, like, to actively choose the values we want to tie with our personality, and that it is a choice. You can't, you don't just become somebody who's generous, you know, or you don't Mm -hmm. have to be someone who is extremely wealthy in order to be generous. Generosity is something is a, I believe something that you have to decide internally Mm -hmm. and you need to make that decision every day and it needs to spill out in whatever ways that you're capable of doing so. Mm -hmm. Yes. The way someone who is making less might be generous than someone who's making more, it's going to be different in terms of the amount but the heart is the same. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was also interested in talking about hygiene. Oh, Jesus. I know. I know. I know, I know, I know. Not just feminine hygiene, but also men. Also just, you know. Not to call a Nigerian man for bu, but... <laughs> there is bu, so... Don't say I'd be old. Okay. No, I mean, exactly. Exactly. My thoughts exactly. Not saying that y'all, all of y'all smell, but some of y'all need sure. Or you, if you're on the natural route, native, natives available. That's it's true. plenty. You know what? Maybe, maybe if we start getting sponsors. Hey, Geico. I know that you're out here oh shelling God. out that money. Oh my God. If you want to, you know, reach our way, for real, hit us up. And maybe that's a thing we'll do, you know, if we're noticing that a lot of y'all need the helps. Oh, my God. Maybe we'll have a partnership and, you know, the we helps. can send the helps. Um, we can go out and help you figure out, you know, send you some deodorant or whatever. <laughs> Someone emails us like, hmm, my boyfriend smells cute. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Be like, oh, my gosh, babe, I just got this. Like, you know how women do. You know, well, I'm... no, every relationship is different. I would not do that with my boyfriend. <laughs> you, you know that. You know that. You he does not take subtle hints. <laughs> he does not take subtle hints. I need to slap him in the face, slap him in the face, and be like, "You smell." Well, he, which he doesn't. But in in this scenario, <laughs> I'm like hygiene. So you have hygiene, as in like some of y'all are not washing so y'all your smell. bodies. Some, Some of y'all smell. are not washing your bodies. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's why, that's, you know what? That's why we're here. Oh my God. We're here to help you out. That you was know? big auntie set energy you, right there. You know, set you on the right path. No, this is big sis energy. Okay. As your big sister, 
I don't want you out here smelling bad because then it reflects poorly on me because it's like how how are you leaving Esther how are you leaving the house smelling good and your little sis or your little bro is out here stinking it's not right it's not right so if you need me to pit check you, that's why we're here. That's what that's part of what this podcast is she supposed said to do. Pit check, yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, do a little. You want some gum? Oh my god! <laughs> or let me the more subtle way. I was about to have like some spearmint. Do you want some? Oh my god! <laughs> do you? <laughs> oh my lord! I'm mad. <laughs> I feel like I wasted money. Well, not my money. My most my mom paying for it at the time. That's her money. Oh God! But <laughs> don't drag her like that. Do not drag her like that. She does not deserve that. No, she doesn't. It's not her fault. I know. But <laughs> if anything, it was me not using my resources. But mm-hmm. I remember like being in boarding school and like putting money aside to like go and like purchase like hair removal, certain like See, bad hair removal is, products. I had the opposite and... experience. I didn't shave my legs for the first time until my senior year in high school. What? One, one I'm like basically hairless. But two, <laughs> two just in know. our family, we don't like, like we don't shave our legs. It's like, it's not like, I guess we must be like, have wispy enough hair that's not that big a deal. Yeah, but uh-huh. like, I guess it's not really that much of a priority. And then by the time I got to, like, college, I was like, damn, okay, so, like, growing out your body hair is a statement now? Like, if I'm actively not paying yeah. to remove this hair from my body, yes, ma'am. it's because I want to prove something? Or, like, I have something to say? say yeah. Interesting. Cool. Because that's not a thing in, in Nigeria at all. It's, it's like, the girls who shave their armpits versus the girls who don't versus the girls who shave their legs who don't. Like, there's not really, like, that much of a connotation. I, I, waxing with waxing and like like down there there's definitely connotation but i don't think that like out in public in nigeria anybody's gonna be like mm, she didn't shave her legs like you know like there's That's not really insult you on something else yeah, yeah. Say, that you, <laughs> say that you look like a goat oh yeah we also want to talk about the politics of being fine because for example if you're fine nobody's going to care if your legs that are shit or not. and i'm just gonna press i don't know what demi i'm gonna let demi say how she feels oh my I'm not, god i'm not out here giving you pretty i'm not giving you sex i'm not giving you hot you know i'm not because when you, you see, think you of see hot the, we're thinking of like the iconic paris hilton that's hot well so here's the disadvantage of not having video um like a visual aspect of this podcast yeah. is that yeah. none of you can actually verify the fact that esther is actually fine period. and she's in denial of it period um and she wanted to stay that way, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so that her claims can remain unrefuted. But I mean, say what you want. But I, I don't, I don't consider myself a hot person. I don't. We know, and I don't want people to be like, well, beauty's in the eyes of the. Bo- ah, 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 ah. We all know what it is. We know a beautiful person when we see one. Let's stop fronting. No, Let's- I think, I think, I think beautiful is difficult because beauty like saying somebody is beautiful i feel like that's like okay. that's very much subjective but, but like pretty? when you say pretty or hot then there it's like go. there's like a there's, there's a, a standard look. there's a look we know which varies based on where you are that's the other thing but still you know you don't think it varies based it on where varies, you are oh yeah i mean we're if, in we're in white america we're in very white america much. we're from nigeria and if we were in south korea girl <laughs> we <laughs> honestly i would be more <laughs> I'd be more concerned that we would just be randomly photographed 
than anything. That's true. So, yeah, there there is some subjectivity. But, like, when we use terms like pretty or hot and we want to, like, and it's not so much like, oh, my gosh, like, pretty people should be mad. Because you know what? If I was one of y'all, if I was a part of that team, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would help you. I don't know if I'd help my, my, my ugly brethren. I, Esther's saying this, but she gets hit on at least three, four times a week, like just randomly. And this is like, this is, she's walking back from the gym, like randomly going on errands. Like, she's like, "Mm, I'm not fine. Please. Please. I don't know what she's talking about, but yeah, I just, I think that. and it's, yeah, I think I want to, like, when we approach, like, these topics, it's not, I, I genuinely don't, I know what team I'm on, but I'm also not necessarily trying to come at this, trying to shit on anyone. I'm not trying to be like, well, you ugly people, if you just, because I also believe that you need, like, being fine, being fine, being pretty, being hot, is, um, you need to have money to do that. I, part of yeah. the reason why yeah. I look significantly better than I did before is because of money. It's because I'm paying somebody to to do my face, mm-hmm. to like work me out. To I, I wouldn't look this fine if I didn't have the money to put towards it. That's yeah. something that we need to also talk about. But there are also people who are just kind of naturally like that, and it's mm-hmm. it's different. And it's not that I I want to address like oh is it wrong, but I I want to ask some like really more fun yeah. questions like what does it look like as a pretty person to like navigate spaces where it's actually to your detriment like you know mm-hmm. when when like pre- being pretty isn't helpful or if it's actively harmful what does it look right. like for you to navigate those spaces yeah and i feel like that also is different what like for people who identify as women like you know females versus like men obviously mm. like we're going to be treated different regardless of where we are but i think it's easier it's i think there's going to be less negative things happening to a good looking man than would a good looking woman. woman. You know, like I feel like there's like, not that there's prejudices, but it's probably going to be, it's, I mean, yeah, it's easier in life for men. I'm sorry. It's it's easier in life for men. Let me just put it down to that. I don't hate men. Okay. Let's put that out there. We don't hate men. We actually love men. We love men. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We love men. I I actually have um, a brother. Yes, me too. Yeah. I have a father. I have a brother. You know, male cousins. We live for men out here. I have a boyfriend sometimes. Yeah. You know, they're cute. They have their moments. Yeah. You know, we stand for them. We're out here. I'm not even going to tell y'all why I went to school before y'all start coming for me, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, we love men, love men. I think they're, I think they're so great. I think if anything, I'm actually in a place right now where I'm actually, I'm actively having to seek out more male friendships. Like I, I want mm-hmm. more, more dude friends because that's how much I value their input in my life. Mm-hmm. I think their, their advice is indispensable. And they're like some fun friends. Like, yeah, they're like some really cool, diehard friends when you come across like great ones. But I think that's also as a that also has to do with the fact that like we're in this age of our lives where it is, and also where I think we're we're also at a benefit based on like where we went to school, where this is the best time in our lives for us to have very diverse friend groups, oh, yeah. very diverse sources of advice, very d- diverse people that we check in with, and I think that that helps shape our world. And I honestly like I have a hard time thinking of any of my friends who only hang out with girls or any of my guy friends who only hang out with guys and stuff like I think it's it's a lot harder nowadays to do that and not have a very like closed-minded view of the world Mm. Mm -hmm. it's it's very normal for you to just 
have a friend as a guy and for it to be just that. Like, and no one's asking, oh, why aren't you together? Or maybe if you had just, like, got on a date or seen something, then maybe you would. I mean, no, that's just my friend. That's just, I don't look at them that way. Or the, for how they act, they contribute into my life. I'm not looking to change our, like, platonic relationship into a romantic one. Mm. It's just, it's not, it's not worth it to me. Yeah. If that was even something that I was considering in the first place. Then again, I think it also has to do with, like, how we grew up, our family structure, and, like, how our parents are compared to, like, their parents, compared to, like, everybody else's parents, you know? Because, like, like, my parents, for example, like, in our family, if I brought any, like, I, have, I had a lot of guy friends even in, like, high school. College was less, but definitely high school had a lot more guy friends and... Anytime anybody came, like, anybody met my parents, my parents would be like, who's this boy? You know, like, (laughs) but, like, your parents wouldn't do that. You know, I think I, so that's the thing that's, like, it differs. It varies. Especially since we're here. I know in Niger. If we're in Niger, it would be very different. There's no way we could be able to get away with, like, Having male friends friends like that. No. And, and I mean, it's tough because it it would, one, be, first and foremost, a a safety issue. Mm. You meet a random dude, and you're like, oh, wow, I think I may have found a friend, and then he kidnaps you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Esther, (laughs) what? I'm I'm playing. I'm playing, but I'm not playing. I'm not playing, but I'm playing. The but ti- the people the who know the timing, the timing. But oh my lord, the people who know know I'm not playing. Oh my god, that's that's as much of a possibility as it being like a normal guy. It's less likely, but oh god, have mercy. Nigeria is a third world country, like with a Gucci belt. No, that's America. We don't got a Gucci belt. America is a third world country with a Gucci <laughs> belt. Nigeria is just third world. We're just we're, a jungle. We we we're have just, we have the GDP and the potential to actually drive ourselves out of the shithole that we're in. But we're a third we, world country. We all like, know that. No one's in denial of that. The U.S. is a third world country in a Gucci belt. That we can dive into another day. That's that's a saying my sister has, has coined. Let me not take props for that. <laughs> my sister came up with that. But yes, America is a third world country with a Gucci belt. Yeah, no, no. Nigeria can be mad ruthless um, when when it wants to be. And I think, yeah, part of just moving to the United States at the age we did and like building our lives here as opposed to there created this opportunity for us to, to have those kind of friendships with guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we... we, we we try. We like men. They are. I'm fighting everybody for real. Lord, I'm mad at everybody. Damn. I'm I'm coming with the full force of chaos. <laughs> it's all Jesus is the one who brings order, and I ain't him. Oh my lord. Period. Oh God. So yeah, you know, but I'm I'm a kind person sometimes. Okay, how can you say you can catch <laughs> these hands and then 15 seconds later be like, but I'm a kind because person. here's the thing. I, I'm not someone who defaults at kind. I'm noticing, I have friends, you're one of my friends who is a default kind person. I have to actively work towards my kindness, but that's how you know that when it happens, it's genuine. Yeah. You're the opposite because you're so kind. It's, it's hard for people to know like, oh man, like is she actually being kind or is it genuine? But when you put your foot down, people are like, oh yeah. But I'm always out here putting my foot down, so it's like that that's nothing new. That's just This is true. That's how that's how she is. That's pretty true. So I am a kind person, but you can also catch these hands oh with gosh. love. With love. In fact, with the love of Christ, oh you can my catch gosh. these hands. 
look, I'm coming. I'm coming with the full force of Old Testament God energy on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know what that is. Read. Please go and read. <laughs> you know, let me, let's, what do you think is, if you're, if you're someone who, who wants to explore this more, I think a, a great story is knowing the Ark. I feel like that if okay. you, yeah. because everyone yeah. kind of knows that. Yeah. Read, read that story once again. I mean. That is, that, yeah. I would say that's, that's the energy I'm coming with. All God said was, this is the one dude I'm going to tell you, th- this one dude could rescue you all. Yes. Listen to him. They all said, mm, a flood. Here, now, fuck you, God. God said, "Okay, I see you." Oh, (laughs) water. He's like basically, God God hit them with the. You think I won't destroy everything? You think I won't destroy everything and just build it back up again? I'm sorry, I created existence. Yeah, he said, "Eh." (laughs) I literally built this with my bare hands. Right here, come see them. So, I, I, I'm letting you guys know, I'm, again, I, yes, I'm, Esther is Old Testament God. Old Testament God I'm energy, New Testament with a purpose, God, okay? with a purpose. I'm not just, you know. All I ask is that you come as you are, and oh, I will Jesus. love you. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it's New true. Testament God still has hands, though. Oh, yeah, no. He does. Mm. He does. He's just, there's Jesus. He's just like, take care of yourselves. You know, there's Jesus, so there's 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 a lot of opportunity for for grace. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Okay, last we'll we'll have this as like our last little topic before we close out. We've given you like a nice little, you know, little splice of some oh, of yeah. the stuff we hope to 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 bring to you guys. But yeah, what do you what would you call grace? What is grace for people who who don't attend church on Sunday? That's a very Christianese mm. term. What is grace? What does it mean? like or what do you think god's grace means to you we're not pastors Mm. we're not pastors by the way (laughs) i really you know please don't i'm not not a pastor god the way god is looking at me i i just i just felt the presence of god and he was like be careful (laughs) i just i felt a little bit he said just watch it and I'm, i'm letting you guys know we're not pastors we're not like you know leaders of church but i feel like it would be it'd be wrong for us to not talk about something that's such a huge Mm -hmm. part of our lives make me work for this faith if Mm -hmm. i say that i believe god just like i do then i should be willing to at least when i'm like faced with something that i i I don't know or a doubt i should be able to look for it or like go to spiritual leaders so yeah we're here for that energy too agree make me make me strengthen my faith in god i dare you Again, like like I said at the beginning, for everything, we want to be questioned and challenged. Like, that's the whole point. If we're going to be able to... If we're going to sit here and call people out and, like, be critical in in how we are and how we ask questions and how we see the world, we have to be willing to do that ourselves. And I think that's... Especially when it comes to faith, that's the most important thing. Is am I willing... Am I able to have open discussions and be questioned and grow and learn from other people and from other faiths and all of that? Um, or am I just going to sit here with my eyes closed, my ears shut and just, you know, tout around the little Bible that I read and pretend like the world is the way I see it. You and know? even further, if part, if as Christians we are called to go out and like be fishers of men, not saying that that's what this podcast is, but inherently as Christians, that's what we are called to do mm-hmm. is to bring more Christian, bring more people to Christianity. Yeah. How can we do that if we're not willing, like, 
it, it's hard to just be out here saying like, here's Christianity, here's Christianity, try it, and then not want to answer the questions that yeah. people have, and questions and or doubts. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to feel like there is some connection between like us and you guys, the listeners. It's important because you're you're a huge part of our growth process. Mm-hmm. Back to this this grace thing. What is God's grace? What? To you. Yeah, really putting me on the spot. I know. Um, I mean the the default thing that I think of is that grace is not getting the things that you deserve and getting the things you don't deserve. That's always the way I think about it. Mm. So it's like to take it out of Christianese, like maybe you're on a sports team as a kid or something, right? And you're late to practice and st- and you know, you should be kept off you should be you should be on the bench. You know, your the rule is that like, you know, your coach or whoever benches whoever misses practice or whatever, but then your coach is like, actually no. Like just show up to practice, work extra hard, and then I'll let you play on the team. You know? Mm-hmm. That that's like a very simple way of describing it, but that's really how simple it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. It's, it's 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 not because it's literally because you did deserve it. It's yeah. Just... You get you get the things you didn't deserve and then you don't get the actual punishments or not even punishment, but just the things that you should deserve that yeah. may 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 not be great for you. Yeah. It's God really just kind of giving you the the free parking pass mm. in Monopoly, where he's just like, get out of jail free get card. Out of, get out of jail free card. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, yeah, I, that, that's, a great, that's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, it's basically God being like, ah, <laughs> if we were supposed to handle this the way we should handle this, you wouldn't like me or yourself. Yeah. But because I love you, and literally because of nothing Nothing Not because of done. you, because of who I am. Mm-hmm. Grace is, is humbling mm-hmm. because you're you're having someone extend this um, kindness and mercy to you out of the goodness of their own heart. Yeah, completely with... undeserved. Completely undeserved. Yeah, I guess um I guess to wrap up, I'm like um what is what is the one thing. Um, like the non-physical thing that you think these listeners should know about you going into this podcast. Something mm-hmm. that should kind of um, ground their viewpoint to listening to Dee. You really like to put me on the spot today. Um, <laughs> what is the one thing that listeners should know about me that's not physical? So I can't talk about my fat ass? Okay, I don't actually have a fat ass. So. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, if you, look. Let's not even play that game. If you want to... Honestly, if it jumps, it's fat. Oh, God. Okay, we're not having this discussion now. Um, what do I want y'all to know about me? I have a bad time lying, and you guys will know if I'm lying. Mm. I feel like that's the easy... Yeah. It, Esther knows this firsthand. I have a very hard time lying. I don't like lying. I'm not good at it. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like hurting people. I can't lie. So I'm going to be as honest as I can be on this, you know? What's one thing you'd want listeners to know? It takes time, but I eventually become a good person. Oh my word. It takes time. I You are my, a good person. My default is bad person. Like if somebody mistreats me, the first thing I want to do is punch you. But grace I event I event there we go. Because <laughs> of the grace of God. And because my goodness. I, I eventually get there. I think that I'm I'm just giving you a warning that I'm going to be wrong a lot. I'm going to be wrong a lot. I'm going to say a lot of things 
that I don't not necessarily that are unpopular, but because I, I want to make sure to keep this radically honest, I want to be just as open about my failings as I am my successes mm -hmm. in my growth as a person. Yep. And it, it takes a while for me to get there. And I, I have a feeling that you guys are going to see it too, that you're going to be like, well, I'm, I'm with you. I also want to fight this woman, <laughs> but hopefully like throughout, we'll see me making better decisions. Amen to that. All right, well, I think that's the end of it. Well, I think so. Yeah. Well, it was great. It was great talking to you guys. It was great talking to you, Dean. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Talk to you. Yeah. See you guys in the next one. <laughs>